Hey, I'm Daniel Spear. And I'm James Suazo. And you're listening to Long Beach Cheese Man, a podcast presented in collaboration with Forth.org. Oh my god, are you from Long Beach? Oh my god, I love your gay mayor. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Never heard that before. I love it, love it. Welcome back. <laughs> been a while, hasn't it? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Been a minute. Unless you are like binge watching this right now because you're, you're slamming through high a podcast. out of your mind yeah, and yeah, just yeah. going through all of it. Hey, I've been there. Go low blip in time. Cleaning your house, you 100%. know? 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting ready for it. I'm glad we're talking about something new, fresh, and different. Something we haven't covered before. <laughs> Never I'm glad we're before. talking about something. Wait, what's Stefan doing here? What's he talking about? Oh, Stephen? what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so oh we are be- so actually before I introduce Stefan, oh, let Stefan say hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did an episode on Robert Garcia that we kind of knew was going to be part one. Yeah. Um, and it literally just covered like his early Cal State Long Beach days, mm-hmm. rise to political power. Yeah. And on city council, and, and we it skyrocketed, skyrocketed to the up, top of the charts, baby. Blew up. I, I was. I'm not used to being on top like that. <laughs> yeah. And no, that right? was blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, it really. We heard from y'all. Y'all yeah, we were really here for it. And we know he listened, apparently. <laughs> apparently he listened. I, that, I just, or he was, had like an intern listen for him. The response was wild. And yeah. so here we are. Back we got so many two. people responding that we got around to the other side, which is people going like, is this all you guys talk about now? <laughs> we did. We did. That was some of the feedback. Like, exactly. This is the Robert podcast. Exactly. Like, one episode. And I was now like, it's listen. Two. Well, now it's two because it did so well. <laughs> <laughs> no, because so, we stopped that, and then he got elected. And then we got elected. Like, that's where we stopped last time. So I'm very excited that um, Stefan Borsensulo, who is a local criminal defense attorney and a former City Hall staff member for Robert Garcia during Garcia's time as a city council member, is back here with us. How are mm-hmm. you doing, Stefan? I'm doing all right. Woo! All right. So I'm glad that you just said yes to come back, because we had a lot of fun last time, and yeah. I'm glad you did, too. Yeah. My pleasure. <laughs> So um, we so if you haven't had the chance to listen to part one, yeah. I highly recommend you actually stop listening right now. Go listen to that one, yeah. and then we'll we'll join you back over here. Mm-hmm. Last time we like I mentioned, we talked about his rise to power, Robert Garcia's rise to power into city council yeah. here in Long Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna pick up. He did that, it by working hard and having gumption. You know, and, he, he uh, really paying his dues, up by his boots, and it's because he cares about the community. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so we're going to start off and really take this, use this episode to talk about his two terms as a mayor of Long Beach mm. um, that are now about to sunset. We're yeah. on the on the, end, the end, although, you know, have they been ending for a minute? We don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. So, Stefan, help us paint the picture of this election. Because last time we just ended off, he just got elected as mayor. But, yeah. like, that's a whole thing in and of itself, right? Sure. Yeah, the the election was a pretty chaotic thing because you had, I think at the time, Foster could have run for re-election, but it declined to do so for whatever reason. And Bob Foster was the previous mayor of Long Beach. Yes, yeah. and uh, Robert Garcia's political mentor once he was in office uh, and, you know, a pretty big force economically in his own right. So when he decided to not run, you had kind of a very uh, kinetic situation <laughs> in City Hall, and the first person to Very Game of Thrones-like, right? Yeah, yeah. Suja Lowenthal announced, <laughs> and then <laughs> found out within about two days. Carefully, Um 
Then you Ro- know when somebody announces something publicly and then withdraws just a few days later, you know there were oh. conversations, right? Oh, yeah. It, it It'd seemed, be a fly on the wall. <laughs> it seemed like it was a lot of premature people just kind of shooting off. I mean, this was Robert- Hey, listen, we've all been there, okay? <laughs> I, think it, it, I think it happened when it needed to happen, okay? Well, you know, and, and in true fashion for Robert, he announced it on Twitter. And, you know, who knows how, what the polling has looked like if you actually, you know, uh, took a straw poll of what people mm. were thinking at the time. Mm. I'm sure that he had some sort of phone poll because that's how he operates on all these things. It's a lot of focus <laughs> groups. We covered yeah. that last yeah. time. Like, he focus <laughs> tests all the time. And yeah. um, more or less, even at that point, already bankrolled by the LBPOA, who... Or the Long Beach Police Officers Association. Yeah, mm. who is... Was, is, and, you know, should probably... Unfortunately, is going to continue to be one of the biggest forces in Long Beach politics. Right, because they got the money. They, they have do. the money. So his, their PAC deciding to support him kind of cleared a lot of the competition. However, the progressives eventually um, had Bonnie Lowenthal running, so it looked like there was going to be a serious challenge within the Democratic Party. Oh. Dunn, on the other hand, was kind of an outlier. Nobody knew who really he was, but he got a lot of money, and he was being backed by the Republican establishment, specifically the, um, I think it was the Hoover Institute. I might be mm. wrong on that. Yeah. But, uh, Condoleezza- Damon Dunn, famous. He ran for, like, California governor, didn't he? Secretary of State. Oh, Secretary of State, yeah, my bad. He ran and for Secretary of State. Lost, ba- lost even though it was 2010. <laughs> and it was kind of a big year for Republicans. Yeah. Uh, famous for being a football player, but not really having much in terms of Long Beach connections. I was going to say, I thought he was a football player, too. Yeah. He was just, like, swooping in there, kind of? He kind of swooped in there. Okay. I think he had he had money. He had, you know, uh, good stage presence, but not nothing to really point at. He was trying, he had shifted to what Gary DeLong had done for his congressional campaign, and God knows, they probably had the same consultants. Which is pretend, <laughs> pretending to be. I am above politics. I'm independent. I shall run this as a business. I need a. I need a brochure Ugh. with names. Like I, <laughs> I feel like the whole. It's like Game of Thrones. There's too like, many names to remember. I mean, I feel like every episode. This is on the Long Beach yeah. Cheesemate Bingo card. Of yeah, run yeah, yeah. city like a business. Right, right. You know? Run the city like a business. Yeah, how's uh, that gonna work out? We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so that primary you're talking about, that was April 2014. Very ended up being ten candidates, and it was very brutal on the Democratic side. Oh, and I almost forgot you had Greg uh, Doug Otto, not Greg Otto. Oh, Doug Otto, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Doug Otto did the thing that we've come to know and love in Long Beach politics, which is he just blanketed the city in yard signs. Mm, gotcha. So he, he he had to be taken seriously as a ca- uh, as a uh, candidate right then. If you got enough yard signs, you got to be taken seriously. <laughs> But That's amazing how true that is. <laughs> well, it, but what ended up happening is Robert, to his credit, uh, played the the angle of the Democratic clubs. Yeah, very very fast on trying on working the CSULB campus. Had an army of young people voting oh. for, working in his campaign at the time. Okay, people who would not want to admit to it that nowadays were definitely working on it. Yeah. Activists who we know and love and are as radical as they can be <laughs> were making phone calls for Robert Garcia in 2014. Right. Like people it's who all... like work like people who work for him and then do podcasts about him now, right? Exactly. <laughs> people who people who I know are. People who would go on to protest his house with BLM were making calls for him. Yeah. yeah. And it was because this was, remember, this is only a couple years removed from the Obama re-election. That's true. You still had an idea of like... And you made a good point earlier just when we were getting ready for this that um, Robert was a huge Hillary Clinton supporter at the time when a lot of other folks were Obama supporters. Exactly. Mm. So you had a you had a division within the local Democratic Party of mm. people who remembered the, the 2008 primary and kind of the contentiousness behind there. Mm. Um but again, it was so factionalized because with uh, Bonnie Lowenthal running and kind of taking a lot of the establishment Democratic supporters, 
but doing so in a way that it specifically excluded a lot of local Long Beach and local young people yeah. from the voting process. Yeah. So those people flocked to Robert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, remember, ideology has nothing to do with this. No. Right. right. I, I mean, it's also like it, it is true that there are more leftists now than there were in 2014. I think, or at least I've I've seen my own friends go through that journey of yeah. like you get to college and then you get from one spot to the next. Well, and especially more active, like yes. or, or leftist organizing. True. Right? True. Actually, true. Really yeah. trying to throw yeah. cogs. Yeah. Yeah. But and to be and to their credit, they, I think looking back on it, the progressives got caught kind of flat-footed. Mm-hmm. In the sense that mm-hmm. it was still a time where, um, I you know, I hate to be crude about it, but identity politics mm-hmm. could be used in a way for marketing that would obscure kind of gl- either glaring uh, uh, blanks in a resume in a legislative resume, which yeah. is what definitely mm-hmm. was a problem with Robert, yeah, or um, kind of the hiding contradictions with their own political ideology, which right. is also present with Robert, yeah, right, right. so. So what does that get us in the primary? Where does that and where does that leave Robert? Yeah, who it, won? He no. he squeaked it out. Um, <laughs> I think Bonnie came in fourth. I don't remember. Doug it finished somewhere around there. You know, it, but he came out on top, and with a very very tiny proportion of the people who were actually eligible to vote in that election. And um. this is before we aligned them with uh, uh, the general election in November. So this mm. is like. Early in the winter, early in you know, I think April maybe. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is in April. April yeah, twenty fourteen. When we did our primaries in April. Oh wow! Because we're just unique like that. We just love being different. Mm-hmm. To Robert's credit, he did support the measure in two thousand and twelve that would have put us in line. He did. Okay, give credit where credit is. But the mayor did. The mayor at the time did not. <laughs> okay. For okay. because they like these low, tur- low turnout elections. It yeah. tends to favor conservative candidates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interestingly enough, once he won the primary, the focus from kind of like, oh, this is our candidate, and he was the big guy behind <laughs> pension reform. Pension reform. Pension Sorry, reform. Thank you. Pension reform. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And I already forgot what he did. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still there at the club. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From going from like I'm the pension reform candidate, once he actually once he won as a Democrat, and you didn't mm. have other Democrats to run yeah. against. Yeah. yeah. The campaign switched into I want to I don't want to say leftist, but you started to see an embrace of things like oh I remember that yeah yeah, yeah. it I'm, was like I'm pro- he's progressive he's the branding shifted yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we're gonna get you know no no specific promises about where the minimum wage would be raised to but the minimum wage is gonna get raised right mm-hmm. we're gonna have universal pre uh, K for everybody in the city mm-hmm. and I'm running against a explicitly anti-abortion Republican Republican yeah. candidate and they had they had me actually go through uh, <laughs> his his platform well or? but his platform had been obscured what damon dunn's problem was is that he ran in 2010 as a tea partier Whoa. and so mm. he had not cute he had yeah, a yeah, yeah. youtube full of these speeches that he went around all throughout the red parts of california saying i'm yeah. gonna you know stop obama the socialist and everything oh, like that man. so i put them all into one supercut and <laughs> great yeah <laughs> I like, we gotta, I like how you're wait, like, can we still find that? Can we still find that? <laughs> I think so, right? yeah. Okay, we'll put it in the show notes. I like how I like how the messaging of it is, unfortunately for him, the things he said are out there. Like, <laughs> unfortunately for him, his beliefs oh. were public. And, I, and this is how crafty Robert is. He's the one who told me that. He oh, said, yeah. I've heard a rumor that. 
but I need uh, you to go find all this. I had a rumor. That's fair. I mean, so, if, that's a good move if you're trying to run against somebody. Yeah. I spent. It's also like take the things they said and use them against them. Yeah. yeah. No, Can very, you imagine the poor call, the the law student is gonna have to find all the opera research on us? They're gonna go through so much <laughs> when they do our smash yeah. campaign ad. Well, this is tre- This is pre Trump. This is when this stuff actually mattered. And yeah. You could say oh, like, oh, yeah. this person's a hypocrite. This person's rep- misrepresenting. Yeah. yeah. And this person's an extremist. Well, but yeah. even then in California, we can still pretend it matters. A little bit. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, let's still do that. Okay, yeah. so where, so where does that get him? So he gets twenty five percent of the votes in the primary. He's in the runoff. He changes his strategy. And pays off big, right? Pays off with a whole grand spanking fifty two percent. Two percent. Fifty two percent of the vote. How, yep. how between much, him between and him Damon and, Dunn, and a so, total vote apparently of around twenty seven k. Twenty seven. 27,000 votes out of a, out of a city million? of 50, 500,000 people. Yeah, half million, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So, All right. All right. So, so pretty, <laughs> pretty pretty big mandate there, right? <laughs> how, well, many people tu- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how many people tuned in for American Idol last night? <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't know that. because what he what his first real act of, uh, we talked about this on the other one, was he put on a show. Mm. You no, know, he was the first. Per- he was the first mayor to say, "No, I'm. A, I am having an inauguration. I'm having a party. Yeah, and I'm having a party where I'm having all the fundraisers who help get me in the office are going to have are going to be present mm. there out in the open. Yeah, and this is how I'm going to be rolling. From That's now. a legacy too, and yeah. it's probably going to be the precedent moving forward. I imagine. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember that party. That was at the Queen Mary. That was when he won. No, that's when he. Um, is that the primary? <laughs> How many Robert parties did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Dead ass. I remember that party at the Queen Mary because my roommate and I had gone at the time. Maybe we we're still dating. I don't know. I can't remember if we were dating oh or not. Oh my God. We got in the elevator to go up because we were already late and yeah. somebody screamed, like, hold the door. And hold I held door. it and it was Susie Price. Ah! And I was like, oh my God. It's oh my Susie God. Price. And I was like, we didn't know each other. We liked each other then. Right. You didn't know anything about no, it. No, we didn't know yeah. anything. And so you were like, I, was like, I oh love God. Obama. Yeah. No, I was like, hey, like, I live in your district. Like, we voted for you. She was oh like, oh, my, my God, God, thanks. And then she, like, grabs her phone and tucks it into her dress and, like, fixes it. And she's like, does it look okay? Wow. <laughs> and I was like, it looks fine. Have you seen her great. dance? Yeah. So, have I seen what? Have you seen her dance? What? I've seen her I've seen her dance at the Pride Parade and she the Belmont le- Short Parade. She can legitimately dance. Yes. I, well. <laughs> Not when she was on the Pride float, apparently. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. I don't, well, yeah, to be that's, fair, that's, that's kind of a hard spot to dance on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, but I didn't see her. In the context of Pride, that's a hard hard act to follow. But in the context of, like, political events when everybody's hanging around and most oh, people sure. are Oh, drinking. I have not seen that. If you're no, doing a dance-off between around. her and, like, Rex, then it's exactly. a clear winner. <laughs> I don't stick around for that part. But the point being, okay, oh so that Queen Mary party was the primary or not the— You know what? I thought, no, I'm pretty sure you're, that No, was... no, no, you're exactly right. Yeah. What I'm thinking of— was there. You want—this is going to actually won the election. so much of this out. <laughs> this is when he actually Don't won. You dare. This is when he actually won the election. The, his inauguration itself, though. Again, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, that was the election. And this party. is the problem with Robert. Yeah, it won of them. Too many parties. Too many parties. Too many parties. Yeah, sorry. That's his latest single, dude. That's, that's his latest. <laughs> <laughs> Too, too, too many parties, marrying too, too many parties. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. I'll sample that. I'll remix it. I'll throw it in here, and you'll be stunned and amazed at my talent. The next WeHo hit. Oh. <laughs> anyway, continue. All right. But that, I mean, once he actually assumes office, however, it's pretty clear that he has an agenda that has been imported from his, his predecessor. And yeah. mm. the best example of that is by the fact that he picks up um, – 
his chief of staff directly from kind of the friends of Bob Foster pack. Mm. And so that's where Mark came from. And that's so, who, and that's that's who really, a lot, yeah. right? Like people get elected, right? We, you may they not be visibly connected to their predecessors, but it's all the internal folks who are doing the actual day-to-day work, right? Yeah. Or just replicas or holdovers from these past. And especially when you consider regimes. how our city's fucking structured, you know? Like yeah. we talked about in that episode, just like, yeah, a lot of city right. staff, that's going to be doing the heavy lifting. Right. And the legislative department itself is very weird in the sense that because their jobs are so diluted in a sense, the the power really funnels down into that chief of staff position. That's mm. going to be the person mm. who's going to be talk. Who's going to be the, the main, mayor's chief of staff? The mayor's chief of staff is going to be the main person doing the, not only just the day to day operations of the office of mayor, wow. but they're going to be the ones interacting with the real power, which is the city manager. Mm. So that's where those kind of like executive session meetings are going to be happening, are between. Mark and at the time and Pat West at the time, oh you know, gosh. and Amy Bodak and who else was in that like parade of horrors? <laughs> but that's who's setting the economic agenda of the city. That's who's setting the legislative agenda for the city. That's yeah. who's setting the financial agenda for the city. That's the other guy I'm remembering too, the guy from the financial department. So those that's how the day to day operations. Of John the city. Gross. We're talking about John Gross. Yeah. That, oh, Gross. Yeah. Too many names. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned who Tom Modica was like four episodes ago. It finally stuck. Huh? Well, at this point, Modica's a Modica's like a third stringer. A baby? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, He's a twinkle in his father's eye. Tom, Tom's in the wings at this yeah, point yeah. in the story. Salivating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rubbing his little hands. He's, He's yeah, invited to the meetings, but he's not necessarily allowed to talk. That's mm-hmm. what it is. He's allowed to talk? Wow. Listen, honestly, one sometimes, you, sometimes when you get to the big kids' table, it's not worth it. Really? So, you know. Mm-hmm. So. But that's a, but Robert. Not only is not part of these conversations, except when he absolutely has to be, it's mm. not his style. It never has been. Mm. You know, he, it's not that he's <gasps> – Tell a, me more. Well, he's not a dumb man. And I want to make that clear because I think that's kind of the rap that he gets. And we, we, it's easy to dismiss him as somebody who's not like a deep intellectual. Because, I mean, mm. I feel like our last episode pointed out that he's very shrewd. Exactly. Right? Mm. And he's capable of reading, you know, uh, in-depth policy papers and talking about it and understanding the nuances. But he understands it in a different way than we as leftists would would analyze this. Sure. He mm. looks at this position and immediately his first thing is going to be, you know, who ben- how can this benefit me? Which is not unique for politicians. No. He's just better at it than most people. Mm. Oh, man. So when he's looking at, at this point, very early in the first term, what he's been sent to do, essentially, what's been tasked is the city hall and uh, finishing out the um, uh, Long Beach downtown plan projects that had been kind of started under while he was a council person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, that and he a, played a big role in the downtown plot. We talked about that a lot last time. Yeah. He was key vote. Now he has to be the key administrator. Slightly oh. slightly different in terms of how they're going to be looking. Because right, right. While you're the, when you're when you're making that vote, the work has been done. It's been set in yeah. front of you, and you're basically deciding yes or no on doing it, mm-hmm. any sort of modifications. As the executive person who's now going to be in charge of impl- of implementing it, he's doing interaction. He's interacting on a much higher level than he probably ever wanted to be with building trades unions. Mm. Oh, man. Community groups as well, because now he can't completely That's pretend true. like he doesn't have the time to do it. There's no USC job that he has to spend yeah. 80% of his time at. Because right. the mayor is full-time. The mayor because is the mayor full-time. is full-time. But also there's the public. And while he he he's he's, like, had, he has a lot of practice interacting with the public, yeah. and is still very, you know, not only has his own social media, but has connections to the Long Beach Post. I think Cindy Allen was still in charge of it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the It's still new to go from, you know, a council person who at the time probably had like 2,000 followers in, 2000, in right. 2014 to now yeah. being 
uh, and had a check mark, right, but sure. now is the mayor. Did Bob Foster know what Twitter was? I mean, he had an account. <laughs> <laughs> What's that little bird there? How can it make me money? <laughs> he had that classic style of account in 2014 for a politician, which yeah. was definitely run by a staff member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. The, the black and white Fair. photo of him looking very somber and serious. Right, right. And, you know, puts out three posts a year. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't give statements except through formal interviews that had already been vetted. Mm. Mm. Right. Robert has now introduced, at least by way of his marketing, you know, again, he's changed a little, he, he's changed the actual tactics, but he's got, he's very much in the Obama mold of saying like, of the, of the mayors at the time. Yeah. Of saying, I'm going to be open, I'm young, I'm vigorous, I'm going to try to third way my way in terms of mm. trying to not necessarily, uh, I'm going to say the right things in terms of wanting to create a more diverse city, but, right. but he's running into problems. Right, okay. So it sounds like right now uh, his biggest hurdle is uh, the duties of the job. <laughs> <laughs> sounds well, like I, he's just like, oh, I Okay, well, I stuff. would take that a step further. And I mean, it's like the duties of the job, but like I think the magnitude of the things that he's being tasked internally to do sure. by the, the overlords of Long Beach, sure. which are like, you know, yeah. the Foster-esque and crowd a, of developers. All and the shit that's already built folks. and already like in the waiting in the wings for the Right, thing. And, and he has like, a number of new council people too. Remember He's, he was not on the council for long enough to say that, to know the all the ins and out of legislating. Like he's made a couple okay. difficult votes, yeah. and mm-hmm. which, you know, we you talked from experience, that, yeah. but right. he's not, he's, he, he doesn't know how to operate all the levers of power in the city of Long Beach, mm. which isn't necessarily a requirement for, a, for um, somebody in mayor to do, but right. yeah. the, it's a steep learning curve when you also have a brand new council and all these completely neophyte pol- uh, politicians who right. are finding their voice all at the same time. Right. Wow. Because I think that 2014 election brought in a, Lena. A whole new, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, Suja was on Brought in Rex. Brought Rex in Richardson. Re- brought in Rex. Susie Price. Susie, Stacey Whoa. Mungo. Yeah, they all came in. Pat They're... O'Donnell was on his way out within a... Pat O'Donnell was immediately replaced, pretty much, because he won that state position. Mm-hmm. He so got into state assembly. Daryl would have been in within a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And who else? Yeah, six was the same. The new, seventh was new. new it's like yeah, the... Yeah, Roberto Durango. Durango was new, yeah. Yeah. You know... It's like a whole new season of Degrassi, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... And they looked at Robert and in terms of, you know, in the most crudest fashion of kind of writing his coattails because yeah. none uh, of them had the name recognition anywhere sure. nearly yeah. in the city. Rex maybe because – Rex and Lena probably have a little bit of a leg up on them because they've at least worked within the city and know who, right. to, talk, who, know who to call. Sure. Right. Was it kind of like a – like, oh, if we align ourselves with Robert, it'll be like – one power, but also like we can present a united front that we're this progressive, like new faces of Long Beach or something. To a degree, because remember too, Daryl and it's a little bit different because of the weird shakeup that you <laughs> Except have. Except for Daryl, and yeah, <laughs> Daryl, <laughs> guys, he knows what Twitter is. Let's go. <laughs> Daryl, Stacy, and Susie now represent the conservative bloc. Okay, because um, Jerry's gone. You you mm. you don't have the. I mean. Susie at that point is going to be the only Democrat who is going to be masquerading as a you know in a Republican when when yes. it's politically yeah. suitable to do so. Yeah, and yeah, that was yeah, the whole yeah. thing. She was like, "I'm going to be a Democrat, the first Democrat here in the third district." Exactly. Mm. So, almost automatically, you have, but they do have a really strong consensus on development as a means forward for the city and yeah. a way to be able to track capital. 
So, so with, with all of that, you know, on the landscape, what are the first kind of big hallmark things of his first term after he gets, so he gets, becomes married July 2014. Mm-hmm. What's he, what does he get done then? You know, what's he gonna put I, a water slide, fresh party, yeah. Well, I think. Hammer Mary. Ice Palace. Ice Palace. The, I don't, if we're going chronologically, I'd have to check on this, but I'm pretty sure the, the Olympics were one of the first things that gets kind of snuck in there. Oh, shit. And it wasn't with any fanfare. It was just one day we're having a vote. I don't think it was as crude to be on, or as as like blatant that they're trying to sneak it in as it was on the consent calendar. But it might as well have been because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think it pa- it passed with just very minimal debate. I think some folks from uh, the No LA twenty twenty eight campaign came right. Out to say, yeah, I remember that. Say mm-hmm. something about it, but mm-hmm. it was it was already a done deal by the time it was voted on. I don't think it had any dissenting votes. I don't think anybody made a comment wow. in, opposed to it. Yeah. And if you want to know more about like why the Olympics are just absolutely a horrible deal for not even just local government, but society at large, um, what is the dollop? They the did dollop really had an episode, episode on the LA Olympics and you can look it up. I mean, um, it's so bad. There's a John, John Oliver's done an episode. Yeah. Over police. They basically NHS like will round up the whole like area and just like lock it down. And then like, yeah, just homeless people are, just jail DHS? left and right. Or DHS, yes. And that's the National Health Service. No, not go, the go NHS. DHS. DHS. <laughs> that's why I'm the dumb guy on the podcast. <laughs> Wrong agency. Wrong agency. Sorry, Wrong that's, agency a, that's, a, that's the latest QAnon leak is the NHS rounding people up. Can you imagine? Yeah, well, imagine. I'm sure. I'm sure. And if you want to get it, you know, bring it back to Robert, he also has absolutely no connection to Black Los Angeles County. Mm. Like, you know, he's a complete tourist when he's going there. He relies on the electeds to try to fill. And actually, at that point, probably more um, uh, pastors and members of the religious authority to kind of fill in those gaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, but if you talk to, you know, people from Black Los Angeles County about mm-hmm. what it was like to be here in 1984, they do not have a, or whenever the Olympics was, mm-hmm. it was not a rosy picture. The yeah. mass arrest left lasting legacies yeah. of felony convictions that, you know, persisted. So, so Robert sees the opportunity here. I mean, because L.A. and Garcetti, they were like all for it. So he mm-hmm. jumps on that bandwagon mm. to be all for it. Long Beach is absolutely going to be part of this. Yeah. And when did Garcetti get elected? So Garcetti got into office in 2013 in L.A. Very similar circumstances, very close primary, you know, divided the the Democratic Party, you know, but, you know, got in there and immediately started laying down, you know, the uh, yeah. Project Capital. Yeah. And Garcia's yeah. Follow, That's falling what it in is. line. That's the name for it. That's Project Capital is a perfect name for, like, the yeah. type of organizing that he does, yeah, and mm-hmm. the type of um, legislation he, like, stumps for and whatnot. Yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. And I just picture, <laughs> like, putting a shiny new building over an old building and squishing people underneath it. Yeah. yeah. And those, and that's what the agenda looked like for those first couple of years. It mm-hmm. was voting on mega projects that were going to, you know, uh, be funded with taxpayer money or with bonds, and yeah. take out entire city blocks and designate them for uh, their blighted neighborhoods. Or blighted whatever. neighborhoods, and they're we're going to be putting on mm-hmm. high income housing uh-huh. because, yeah. and that folds into part of that is the need for the Olympics, right? Wow. I mean, and that was like I remember the early conversations, even in like smaller community meetings, not necessarily closed door, but like you know Robert's whole thing as his you know in his first term as mayor is like, look, we need to grow the tax base, and to him that idea was bringing in people who are wealthier yeah. to grow our tax base and grow we need, you know revenue in the city. This needs to look like Orange County. That's what we need to do. Like, that's kind of the mentality behind it. Well, and I'll say one thing about Robert during this time, too, is he understands the macroeconomics of it, frankly, better than his predecessor. Oh. Bob Foster came from, you know, the stu- the, the whole 
insane prospect. He's an oil executive. He's a uh, yeah. SoCal electric. Oh, SoCal. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, and, but his idea. But in terms of his way of like his MBA management style of politics, which is I'm going to cut cost. Everything is, we're going to fire city yeah. employees. We're going to make us a lead, you know, lean, uh, lean thing that we can then put on the market and buy bonds. Yeah. Robert understands it from a different level and is like, N- well, that's probably fine. We don't want to be spending too much money on sure. frivolous things like mm-hmm. social programs or you yeah. know, anything that's not the cops. Right? Oh, right. Those frivolous things yeah. like, you know, people getting needs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor people. <laughs> Ugh, God. But, but he also wants money to play with because he yeah. can then do stuff with it right. and actually make a legacy. He <laughs> understands- can't have another year without Beach Streets. Yeah. It, but he understands that something like Beach Streets puts his name out there, yes. helps his own political prospects as mm-hmm. well yeah. as, you know, the whole Brennan Circus things that he learned from being right. an Take president. a picture of me opening the Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so he, 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 but there had been an apprehension for a very, very long time. You know, we're talking Prop 13 or whatever it is mm. in California mm. saying there's this Howard Jarvis organization out there. Yes. You do anything to raise taxes and all these psychos from Orange County are going to come out and start yelling libertarian stuff at you. Ooh. And Robert, to his credit, was not scared of them. He knew that given the demographic shift in California politics, the complete destruction of the Republican Party as an organized entity, and his own popularity that he built up through good political management, that he had enough political capital that he could actually press for a tax increase. Yeah, if it was marketed well enough. Yeah. And wow. So he, the first thing he did is he started doing the same thing he did when he was running for mayor, which is he used um, PAC money from allies to do phone polls. So mm. if you were living there at the time, you would get a phone call saying, hey, let, let's talk about a series of things. Nothing that would be too specific, but it would be things like, what's your opinion of Robert Garcia? What's your opinion of the council? What's your opinion of social spending? And then they'd get into Ooh. it. Do you think that the police need more money? Do you think the fire department needs more money? And these polls are both informative as well as they're kind of laying the groundwork for future for future organizing, which is- I remember all of this, exactly. yeah. Measure A is, is, that was probably the hardest he actually worked as an individual campaigner to try to get- <laughs> Those were his tough days. Yeah. Well, he was yeah. going up to individual leftists and kind of, you know, liberal critics even, <laughs> you know, people who are still kind of miffed that Bonnie Lowenthal did it win, mm-hmm, for example. Sure, yeah. And saying, look, I need this money. We are broke as a city. We've never mm. fully recovered from 2008. Mm-hmm. Wow. And if we don't have this money, we're going to have to do things that we don't want to do, like lay off. If he was talking to somebody like me, he would say, we'd have to lay off firefighters, yeah. and we're and I want to be able to pave roads. If he's talking to somebody from the third district, he's exactly. going like, look, we had to let go of so many cops, we got sued for it. Yeah. yeah. I remember all of that. Yeah. I do remember the mailers, yeah. 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 And, to his cre- and again, to his credit, he knows that those mailers are frankly worth more money than the art signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll do both. Yeah. But, if he, but if, when he needs to talk to people, it's through direct mail. Yeah. 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 The other thing he did was he he tied up the public worker uh, unions uh, and got mm. new contracts for them one by one, if I remember correctly, starting with the police and moving forward on until he got to IAM. Ooh. And was that related? Because I know last time his pension reform was a big thing that he used a lot of political capital on. So is this like assuming building on that to then renegotiate contracts? N- the substance of the contracts that they were, I think this was a little bit different in terms of these not these had not just to do with the pension uh, obligations because mm. pension reform had already taken care of it. Right. These would have been the long-term contracts to make sure that he didn't have a labor disruption during his time in office. Oh, nobody God. wants striking clerks. Nobody wants striking garbage workers. Anything right. like that. All those people were satiated with labor peace deals up and down the city. Yeah. Mm. And that was the tool. That was a very blunt tool that he did to be able to 
appease labor from the top down. Because remember, mm. these labor peace deals are not being negotiated or voted on by the public workers, usually at whole. I don't know how the internal union politics, right. uh, union politics goes. They've been negotiated once, if anything, they've also been, that's the final product that's been brought to them. Right. The actual negotiations are happening between executive committees of the unions and the mayor. And at that point, it's a very politically convenient thing for both parties to be able to settle that before they go forward. Yeah. Especially early on. The unions at that point have very little leverage. It's a new mayor with a lot of political capital to spend. Right. And they settled and made sure that I don't think there's been a single labor disruption in Robert's term, in part because of it. Sorry, sorry this yeah. is a dumb question, but like, why do you, why was that his priority? Why was that the first thing he was going to do? What was the setting the groundwork for that would help him do what exactly? I mean, I think frankly, well, most of them probably just, that's how it turned out, you know, oh. you know, in terms of like a bunch of them happened to be up for renewal, but gotcha. in his first year term. But again, he's not stupid and he's, right. he's politically shrewd and he knows that while going to war against a popular union that's under your, where you're the manager essentially. Yeah is only going to cost you votes in the long run. Mm-hmm. So having them make, making sure that they might not be an asset to you in the future, but at least sure. they won't be a liability. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And I mean, just going back to what we talked about Thunder in the, the last bread, episode yeah. too, I mean, he has very, you know, whether whatever those relationships are grounded in, he has very strong labor relationships, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, it's advantageous for him, especially in the current events that we're all seeing right now yeah. where there's a lot of money flowing out of yeah. organized labor into yeah. candidates, right? Mm. Yeah. Halfway through his mid, his mid of his first term is like 2016, right? Mm. So it's, I mean, he weathers it, right? He did all this polling too. Uh, what does the polling like result in? I mean, the polling shows that he's in a very strong position for re-election, mm-hmm. but everybody's still freaked out at that point about a t- another 2008-style kind of collapse of mm. city funding, which would make people have to start cutting services, mm. laying people off, that sort of thing. That would make him look horrible. That would make him look horrible. Yeah. So he's got to balance that as a you know something that could potentially happen and what people are apprehensive about at the yeah. time mm. with, you know— at that point, he doesn't really have like a defined agenda in terms of things that he wants to that he specifically wants to pass, but he definitely wants something where he has a political career going forward. Mm. Sure. So by the time that you're kind of moving past those first two years, you have a one big change in the dynamic on the council, which is going to affect the way that he's able to pass things, which is Suja Lowenthal, his longtime ally, somebody he'd been with, you know, pretty much since his own first term, uh-huh. um, decides not to run for a Brighton candidate. Uh, she's turned mm. out. So she she leaves and an open contest is happening in the second district That's for the first time. That's right. That's right. Very big election. And he stays out of it entirely. Whoa. Much to the surprise of everybody. Whoa. I remember that. He, I remember that. Eric Ray was one of his first mayoral supporters. Oh. And Whoa. like I said, the first he time I met Eric Ray he... was at a fundraiser for uh, Robert. And then he came to every single one of his things. He was like sat at his table level wow. of like close. Whoa. So, and so that district oh two God. city council district two election was between Eric Gray and Janine Pierce. Exactly. Janine came in and filed a little bit late for it, but had pretty much all the unions except for the LBPOA behind her right. immediately right. because of her experience. Right. Yeah. And Janine was, if you listen to like the WW episode we did, Arguably. like Janine was with the LA Alliance for New Economy community yeah. organizer doing yeah. a lot of that labor work. Mm. So very involved in that and had a lot of those connections. And somebody who had bested Robert a couple of times in <laughs> very publicly in putting campaign, uh, doing protests that would, you know, garner attention and try to, and, you know, not necessarily make him look bad or terrible, right. but yeah. take away from his shine. So he's somebody who, she's gotcha. somebody who he had a lot of like 
respect for in terms of her power. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that makes sense for the second district. It is a very progressive district. It's it's an odd district. <laughs> I remember all the door knocking. I mean, you live in the second I've district. I've lived in the second yeah. district since 2010. It's, well, what makes it? So the second district the, is like. Um, I know where it is. Kind Alameda Speech. Right, right. Like Alameda. Uh, all the way up to 7th, uh, 7th Street. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. all the Rose way. Rose Park. East you know. Village. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it. it Carrie is the it, fun parts of Long Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Historically more. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he he was expected to fall in line and with Bob Foster, who also immediately endorsed Eric Gray. Mm-hmm. Lena Gonzalez endorsed Eric Gray. Wow. Uh, so you see all the establishment. All of them Eric. folded in. Yeah. And Eric lost. <laughs> he hung him out to dry then. So he just like didn't. And I was, well, why do you think? Why did Robert stay out? Yeah. Why? I'm going to take a huge. Well, uh, Janine came. Well, Janine was first in the primary. Oh. Right, I remember and that. And he, if we're judging what happened with, flash forward to what happened a couple months ago in yeah. terms of he didn't endorse during the primary either. I think it's a small C conservative political ploy by him to say like, look, there's no reason for me to put Stick my, my finger out for somebody who's might mm. lose. Well, somebody might lose and to somebody who's not like a, who's never done anything for me specifically in terms Whoa. of with, with their political power. But he kissed his ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he's an unknown entity. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, no, I know. It's, a risk. Yeah. it's a political calculation. I totally get. And yeah. actually I'll add in because he had probably endorsed, because he had also endorsed her Linda Chico a couple years before and she mm. got destroyed in the fourth district. Yeah. Mm. So he was apprehensive about doing that again. Gotta mm. say that is, Top energy <laughs> to leave a mom red like that. Bring it back. Bring it back. Janine Janine wins in the general, and he folds her in immediately into what had been kind of a developing way of him doing uh, political organizing, which is Sunday fun days. Mm. Sunday uh, Monday. Monday. What is uh what? you know, just you've been working hard, you yeah. know, you're working girl, busy all week, you wanna sure. blow some steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. go to church anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are Sunday fun days? Yeah. Sunday fun days, if you're a Is that the official is that in the uh, uh what is it, the registrar or what Long the Beach fuck? Wiki? The Long oh. Beach uh, is it in the oh, the, the bylines <laughs> or whatever or the fucking well, the he, official duties of the mayor? <laughs> not public meetings. No, no, no okay. and public meetings and he's very and he very, very carefully make sure that everybody's invited to it knows that you are not allowed to discuss politics under any circumstances, yada, yada, yada. Oh, my God. And he has people get gathered up in there, and they if you know about Sunday Fun Days, even if you haven't been a participant in it directly, if you are a service worker in the city of Long Beach, because oh. they've come like, a, you know, an impending storm and made your life a living hell. Wow. <laughs> Like anchovies and SpongeBob, basically <laughs> <laughs> devouring your drinks, leaving three oh. percent tips. Yeah. Oh god, you know, getting way too drunk. Of course, he doesn't tip. Like. Straight girls at drag brunch. But I, I still break down Sunday for I still don't quite I, like. I, Literally, it's, it's just it's, a, it's a, a thing he throws. It's just run. It's just a, it's straight up like what you what your fantasy of being mayor would be if you were a twenty two year old frapper. <laughs> Which is going around to all the bar, all the fun bars, getting getting uh, expensed meals. Who's from- invited? Like, what is it? Is it a oh, newsletter? The, the like, cronies. No, the cronies. It's, just, it's like if you're in the circle, you can sit with us. Why did he name it? Like, what? <laughs> 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 why not just go out on Sundays? He was like, no, it's Sunday fun day, no uh, politics. 
But they discuss politics. Uh, but they do. No, they but, definitely do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was invited once, and, and? I, I'm not a drinker. You were never invited never invited again. again. <laughs> never invited again. <laughs> probably broke. I mean, I, I, I'm not a drinker. You, I probably finished one drink and broke out a vape pen, and that probably didn't help. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you sit in the wrong seat, and they were all looked at you but didn't say anything? I probably. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's you, because I've been with you at parties before. You're yeah. a good time. So yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, you know. No, no, I no. Don't, Listen, the vibes are off, but it's not your vibe, dude. I've been to a party before. I've been, yeah, I've been to some parties where I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not the crowd. Right. <laughs> but by that, Janine's election, while he might have had somebody else to party with, it also represented the arrival of a nascent, you know, left, which again, sure. this is also corresponding with the, the election of Trump. And yeah. you're having people who are very energized against that. Mm. Yes. Um, and... For the first time in his term as a uh, council person, he has organized leftist resistance at his meetings, mm. showing up and protesting literally everything he's doing. Yeah, at this I remember point. that. Yeah, we, well, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I remember I, I, when I, that happened. I remember that because I, I was, was there. there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we were really annoying to him, yeah. And this is the first time that he's had organized opposition at yeah. his meetings. Yeah. This had not happened before with the exception of marijuana, which is also heating up at the exact same right, time. Yeah. Right, right, right. So he has two very organized... <laughs> Groups of people who are showing up consistently and Ugh. yelling at him. He's like, I didn't think people would be paying attention. Ugh, yeah, annoying. And this is at the old city hall where they don't have any rules about how many times you can line up there. The only thing he has in his control is yeah. being able to shut you off after three minutes. Now there's yeah. a, now there's a trap door and a springboard. Yeah, <laughs> they I launch mean, you out. I remember this too because that was. I mean, you already mentioned this was so when Janine Pierce got elected. You know, this was like co coincided with Trump getting elected. Mm. That was a huge uptick in ICE activity, mm. and not just like ICE raids, just like flippantly, yeah. like it was targeted, it was methodical, and that's when you know a lot of groups, um, community groups, including like the Long Beach Human Rights Coalition, a lot of others started organizing. I mean, for a lot of people, it was the first time organizing in general. It was yeah, my, I was floating around to different groups in Long Beach. I was like my first taste right. of organizing. I mean, that was the sanctuary campaign was all yeah. about making Long Beach a sanctuary city and yeah. specifically ending police collaboration with ICE. Yeah. And, me and I was, remember the meeting was, The meeting with Robert Garcia was the first legislative meeting with somebody who actually had power yeah. to say like, hey, we should make Long Beach a sanctuary city. Yeah. And his response was, I'm not against you, but I'm also not with you. Yeah. Literally, when the wind blows a certain way, then I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he had always, and this is the first time that he had his biography being turned against him and saying like, look, you got elected by assuming the identity of an immigrant and assuming the identity of, of a gay man yeah. and what that means without actually ever having participated in the rights movements of those respective communities. And now, and in fact, you're now representing power structures that are actively antagonistic and collaborationist with the, with the Trump government and you're Woof. doing nothing to stop them. Yes. So he's really feeling... Uh, the first time organized. I thought I would be opening restaurants and shit. <laughs> what is all this legislation bullshit? We gave you Beach Street. Yeah, we gave you what you want. want. Sunday fun day. Come on, guys. And remember, he's only two, and he's only two years away from re-election, so oh, he's actually God. starting to feel a little bit of heat for the first time. Sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a mild the first heat. time. <laughs> for the first time. The first what's time. the fucking, what's yeah. the, um, the, uh-oh. Never mind. Here he goes. Take that part out. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fucking, what's the fucking, what's the fucking? The, it's the, the Frozen song. The Frozen? You're a kid. Let you know it go? Song. No, for the first time in forever. Do you want to? Oh, I, that, that, uh, Frozen 2. Sing it. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
the fa- the idea that you would want me to recollect in my mind the song soundtrack, not a Frozen one, a but a Frozen right two. There. Thank you for Frozen me. Sorry, two. Frozen two. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Fiona would be so proud right now. Listen, <laughs> listen. I, I I understand expecting me to know. Uh, do you want to build a snowman and let it go? Beyond that, sir, you are on your own. I've never actually seen all of Frozen, and I've never. But seen you've Frozen seen Frozen two. two. No, no, no. I haven't seen Frozen two. How do you know the song? TikTok. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. All right. If anyone got that, great. Right in. <laughs> so, uh, so the rise of the left. All of this is, is coming up. What's the other? Because we we were talked about. We were talking about the polling that he did. Right. Well, he's mm. also he he did actually pay for a poll that actually I don't know if he paid for it, so I don't want to. But somebody paid for a poll somebody, that somebody. came out and actually find out the um, approval rating of DSA at the time. I remember the first that time. poll. Yeah, we actually pulled pretty well. We pulled we pulled mm-hmm, decently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, oh wait, you're in DSA. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean them. Yeah, mm-hmm. them. Yeah, <laughs> those organizers there. But that's how he's laying the groundwork for his reelection, and he's having to make sure that there is absolutely nobody in his way. He wants to be able to make sure that this is no squeaker that mm. he, that he comes out and he he clears the field. This is when the death yeah. squad started, right? But before we get to his reelection, there's the other thing, the other elephant in the room, and What's mostly that? in East Long Beach that we have to talk about, which is the land use element. Of course. Okay. Sorry. Talk about you know <laughs> what? We, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right, right around this time, at the same time that the marijuana activists are yelling at him saying, why don't we have legal weed yet? We're like looking uh, at 2017, yeah? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd had, actually at that point, he's like, we, we got in, and again, I'm working for these people all the time, so I'm, I could say we, we got in marijuana <laughs> legally uh, approved for medical only, so we're seeking adult use and, mm. you know, free open dispensaries for everybody. Right. Um, we did a whole episode on that, go listen to We that did one two too. fucking episodes <laughs> on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Janine at that point is leading a coalition of people along with Roberto Uranga and Rex Richardson who mm. are like the left on the council. So yeah. he's got he's got problems. He's got actual resistance to yeah. his to his agenda. But while he might have soothed the the road early in the term with these um, uh, labor peace deals, the other thing that's expiring at the time is the land use element. Mm-hmm. Explain what that is. So, oh, for, so the land use element is a giant document that <laughs> okay. basically sets the ground rules for zoning all over the city oh. and helps dictate what gets built yes. in different areas. Thank you. Even different things like heights, Great. density, yeah. um, you know, all that You can stuff. sell stuff here. You can build homes here. Mostly all buildings. All, building, all the yeah. buildings, yeah. All and and what those buildings look like is very yeah. important because the housing stock in Long Beach is relatively old for Southern California. Hello. Mm. Yeah, no, there's a, house, a lot of houses built in the 30s and shit, yeah. right? Yeah. And there are laws to protect the, the you know, I'm saying historic. protect the buildings, saying yeah. that they're historic in order to make sure that we don't build larger, more denser housing that mm. would be able, that would, you know, be able to accommodate the growing population. Mm. It also keeps out bigger developers whom smaller developers, smaller landlords mm. want to keep out. Not for the fact that they are, you know, going to displace people. They don't care. They'll displace people themselves. Right. But it's going to affect their their relative monopoly over mm. the older downtown areas over to East Long Beach as well. Mm. So those are the folks who are saying, they get organized 
um, these are small landlords, not necessarily people who even live in Long Beach, but they're people who have large property interests in Long Beach. And this is the real resurgence of Robert Fox. Robert who, Fox. <laughs> Robert Fox is the one. Oh, yeah, that face. Uh, that face, uh, you know. Landlord time. Robert Fox is the landlord who comes and starts being like the face oh, of this, God. you know, which mostly white. Uh, by mostly, I mean 99% white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wealthier, like homeowner resistance to yes. any kind of changes to the land use element. Oh, boy. And it's because he has several properties that he personally, if you hear his story, you know, uh, built go, with his own two hands, go with his own, rehabbed with his own two hands to kick out the <laughs> yeah. terrible crackhead element that oh. had infested the Long yeah. Beach. I mean, these are the type of things that he would tell people behind closed doors, especially at Paradise at the time after he had a couple of drinks. Oh my Ooh. god! Which is, by the way, Paradise. The, the first uh, time that I met that, that I met him yeah. was at a Robert Garcia fundraiser, and he was a, no, and he was about a martini deep and started you know ranting about the various people you know on the people that he didn't like you know in Long Beach. Yeah, yeah the unmentionables. You were like the fourth person. To tell me a Robert Fox story about him holding a martini and then walking over to him. Like, that is his oh my thing. Gosh. Like, just imagine this man, right? So, he's Please. having fundraisers for Robert, so he's already got the man's well, ears. This is this this is oh, he's attending it. Yeah. Okay. And he's actually, and again, he's not a Robert sycophant. He's not gotcha. like somebody who's just trying to kiss his ass. He's actually, he, he has his political power, power and yeah. he's, set, he's trying to figure out how this guy's going to how this guy's going to roll. Because oh, he's God. got, and the thing about Robert Fox is he and a couple of these other people too, they, it's not that they have one giant tenement because that's not how they roll. They mm -hmm. have a bunch of small to medium sized properties, sure. strategically placed all throughout mostly the second and first district or first oh, and second wow. districts. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're not like the develop the downtown developers of Los Angeles who sure. are able to just bribe it, swoop in here and right. just like buy all that shit. Yeah, they actually they could they could get swooped in by yeah. these big developers. Yeah. So this is their last stand to say no no no. We want to make sure that no. No, no developer, no developers can come in and basically just pave over all of our properties, replace yeah. them with high rise condos. We want to make sure that our eight to twelve unit, you know, buildings that we can continue to rent out, for, even though they're one bedrooms for two hundred fifty, twenty five, right. you know, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, a month. But their message, I mean, very. If you look at any of the media coverage from back in that debacle, it's yeah. all about you know we don't want to let you know we don't want to bring in that kind of housing that brings in those people and uh, brings in more crime because oh, you know what subtle. happens. Oh, no, you know, <laughs> I can't imagine it being. Yeah. Subtle. So I mean, how does Robert contend with all of that? He he very masterfully decides to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Robert Fox in the, uh, what was it, the the place next to Bixby. Uh, next to Bixby. Wait, the, wasn't that when he was, when Robert announced that he was going to run for mayor, though? He, well, this is what Robert was doing. Uh, the, let's be clear. This is fought what fought Robert Fox is doing at the time. Yeah. They're using Facebook groups for the uh, for the first time as kind of effective political messaging. So they're what? trolling all, everybody. Listen, Facebook groups are up there with, No, you know, I understand. Yeah, but I'm like, what? People. <laughs> <laughs> people are making posts. They're going viral. Robert Fox yeah. is doing these ones that are like eight paragraphs long. Oh, God. You know, and if you actually read them, you know, the they it's mostly just rambling nonsense. Right. But, it's showing public dissension in a public online place, which yeah. Robert is definitely reading. Yeah. So mm. he's seeing this and getting worried. And what he does is he decides to have a meeting with the gentleman to say, trust me, Mr. Small-time Landlord, if it's one thing I'm definitely not going to do as I'm getting closer to my reelection, it is support rent control. We are not a city Ooh. that is meant for rent control. Mm -hmm. And cool. Robert, Robert Fox agreed not to run against him in 2018. Whoa. 
which he had kind of alluded to previously. He was like, he I'm going to run for mayor if you He don't. had said that in a couple of Facebook posts, like, you know, I'm getting so excited doing these community meetings where I'm getting all this attention. I've yeah. got an interview to the Long Beach Post. I'm putting out um, yard, you know, yard signs that are infiltrated. Just a threat to get to what you want. Cool. That's but Robert, what, but yeah. Robert checkmated him by saying, you know, don't run for mayor. If you want to do that, I'll, you know, make sure that your pocket's being taken care of. And Fox backed off. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's less a checkmate, more a handshake. I that mean, is, <laughs> yeah. But also, I think there's something that you pointed yeah. out there, too, that I think is important for understanding, like, why just, like, if you are a tenant in the city, yeah. like, you're just kind of, you know, it's your yeah. shit out of luck. We're pawns. Anything. This is an uh, this is an issue of like land use. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to put in documents, legal documents of what we can build where. And yeah. they're like, no rent control. No, 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 no. God, we're, God, we're never talking about rent control. No rent control. Do we need rent control? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes. But clearly, like this is just that snowball effect, no. right? Of just like you can make promises for people. Right. To be, and then people yeah. like Robert just bend over backwards, be like, hey, no, no, it's yeah. Never, Beyond bending no, over we're backwards. We're never gonna do that. Yeah, no, no. Well, right. and he and again, he's hyper focused on 2018 at this point. So yeah. he's making sure that he's saying guy's always looking ahead he's, he's looking ahead and yeah. he's saying i'm sitting pretty nicely who who are threatening me right now i've got leftists threatening me i've got mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. threatening that's a me. good wake up in the morning question who's threatening who's me threatening today? me right now yeah I've got, I start my day. I've got leftists threatening me but they're not tr- they explicitly are not trying to play in the electoral field yeah, in, yeah. against me so yeah. maybe right. i don't need to worry about them as much mm. i've got these <laughs> i just mute them on twitter it's exactly fine. yeah it's great <laughs> I've got the weed people pissed at me, but they're not as pissed at me now because I've decided to fully embrace marijuana. And I am – because it passed – Statewide. Well, it passed statewide, but it also passed – and this is important to recognize. Like, it passed locally – with more votes than any single elected official had gotten in 2016. <laughs> we like weed more than we like any of these fuckers. <laughs> weed for the people. Yeah. <laughs> weed for the people. <laughs> Don't sue me. No. At this point, he's he the leftist. He's not worrying about the the weed people. He is you know satiated, and now they're fully on board with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's got these goddamn landlords. Yeah. Who are coming uh. out of here, and he thought that he always had East Long Beach under control. He didn't have to worry about them yeah, because right. he had Bob Foster. Foster is now not controlling them whatsoever, and so he's got a wild wild agent of these, you know, of the land use element, the landlords, and just kind of a a right that felt a little bit, you know, emboldened maybe? emboldened by Trump, yeah, 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 essentially. Yeah. I was just reading an article, too, talking about how so often conservative movements are so susceptible to, like, fascism, you yeah. know, and just creeping in there, too. And so it's it's funny to hear this kind of, you know, this, this same kind of dynamic where yeah. you have this, like, foster kind of elitism, right, and yeah. wealth that's just now losing control of, like... Yeah, this stuff happens, <laughs> and it, it's 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 like the more this was happening kind of yeah. nationwide in a yeah. sense, you know, you this emboldening right. the right, the nascent left, and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and think about the things that he's kind of avoided ever taking an official thing, and he's always been supported by the police, but he's at this point. He has never taken a stand out against police brutality. He's never said, mm-hmm. hey, we've been sued a lot as yeah. a city for various things that the cops have done. Yeah. He's instead lockstep with them. And that's why yes. he could never go out and he he was not able to come out and fully embrace. Right. Um, Black Lives Matter. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> that, but even before BLM, it was uh, Anything sanctuary right? city. 
Oh, it was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's worrying that. about the third. He's worrying about the third district in East Long Beach and rebelling against him yeah. and coming out and saying, right. you know, and the cops. Like, and the, yeah. the biggest yeah. opposition to anything sanctuary and immigrant yes. rights it was, was the always the police. It was. I mean, all yeah. that sanctuary city outline is just like not limiting the police's ability yeah. to work with ICE. Right. And, and he had and he had Robert Luna and Susie Price were all working together and <sighs> saying we've got to start hardening the city against homeless people. Yeah. We've got to you know ignore this the sanctuary city bullshit right you know so all of that gets him so they end up passing the land use element right we get this and i remember there was a whole back and forth it becomes this like very different version than what originally city staff had proposed and i think that was the end of amy bodek as well was the end of amy bodek because she was like peace i'm going to the county um (laughs) so robert is finishing up his his first term after all of that his re-election is 2018, right? And as you mentioned, he cleared the field because he got Robert Fox to bow out. So it's only Robert Garcia and uh, one challenger, which is Hank Kahn. Hank. Hank. H-E-N-K. Not Hank. 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 Okay. Odd, odd dude. Who is this dude? Yeah, who is this dude? <laughs> T- take me down this dude's life. What's this deal? <sighs> Long the look, side. if I could express the, yeah. if I could describe I mean, the look I, on Stephen's face I voted face for right him now. as, you know, but like, you. can I tell you literally anything <laughs> about the guy except he came out with one t-shirt that had like a picture of Godzilla that said Hank Kong and... I remember that. Yeah. Oh. That was, that was great. That's his his material for election? Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember Movie buff that. or was there anything? He had no ideology. He didn't... He, he had no ideology? I think he talked to DSA well, for like was, five seconds. He was pro, wasn't he pro rent control? Might have been. I think so. Yeah, he, had, he that was, was just like, like his big thing. The best way to describe him is just neighborhood crank. <laughs> yeah, he, he Robert had. The, the, he was the most honestly Long Beach's most real candidate. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Oh my god! But Robert had a ton of money for this campaign. Sure. Yeah, and, and he's an incumbent at that point. And he's and an he's incumbent. Got a lot right. of so press he, too. He he ran it just like you would a campaign where he actually has a functional right. So whereas in the first his first election against Damon Dunn he got fifty two percent of the vote in this re-election in twenty eighteen Robert wins seventy eight percent of the oh, vote. He compared, didn't get he didn't crack eighty. He didn't crack eighty. Uh, Thirty one thousand votes um, compared to Hank's uh, eight thousand votes. So. Wow, one of the proud eight thousand right there. Yeah. <laughs> you go, you go. <laughs> Hank later would show up to a city council meeting sometime afterwards, and I just happened to be there. I don't remember why. And he did public comment where he said, I got more votes than Lena Gonzalez. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen. Oh, that's funny. Good for him, I guess. I think it was probably the Godzilla t-shirt. I I mean, that sounds like it slaps. That's going to get you some. I would wear that now. Maybe not during, you know, the election cycle. But like, if you're listening, you want to do some Long Beach Cheesemate collab. I'm almost certain Jason from the Post has a cop, has one of the I think, yeah. I need to get that, make it a crop top, and put it next to my Dukakis t-shirt. Imagine (laughs) what 100% wear. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets reelected, right? And this is right in high. I imagine at this point, right? Riding high. Mm-hmm. And he at this point is already thinking like towards the future, like, all right, well yeah. the Sunday fun day after that election must have been insane. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Stefan would know he wasn't invited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. This was around the time, though, when I had one of my fun run- run-ins with the mayor. And it got to be more common in terms of people on the download saying that this was happening, which is I'm, I have literally my baby strapped to my chest. Okay? Uh-huh. And I'm walking down Orange Avenue okay. about, about to cross I mean, where I live. And the year is to, 2017, 2018? Would have been 2017 if okay. she's, like, strapped to me. Gotcha. And um, I'm about to cross crossing Broadway up Orange Ave, right near uh, Sweetwater. All of a sudden, a Uber comes it comes out and out tumbles the mayor tumbles <laughs> and a member of the uh long beach journalism community who i will go unnamed brian and <laughs> i know he's listening to this so hi. Yeah. but um hi brian but robert is eight sheets to the wind yeah and, and starts- brian's like i need your quote for this taco article <laughs> Long Beach needs to know. Oh, Oh, actually, this is further. This is I'm I'm misdating this. This is 2016 because he is now talking about Hillary v. um, Hillary v. Trump v. v Bernie (laughs) v. Bernie. Oh, it's a primary. So he's in the primary. I'm sorry, I'm still having to talk about it. Pretend it didn't happen because we might have to edit it out. We'll see. We'll see. uh, We'll see if the producers at Fourth who are listening to this have the balls to keep it in. (laughs) (laughs) Turn to look at my producers. Oh god, we're just we're gonna piss off everybody in this episode. (laughs) But also say I've got the mayor on the corner, like. Loudly, drunkenly talking about about the primary yeah, like with the, me in a very yeah. exciting fashion, with my baby strapped to my chest, who is okay. just very confused at the whole situation. This is like the sure. most Long Beach scene ever. Just yeah, so, oh, is yeah. this at night? Yeah, That's no, it? no, no. This is oh. like this is <laughs> hey, this is a Sunday this fun is day. A, All right, is Sunday yeah. at noon. Post Sunday fun day. Gotcha. Yeah. Mid mid Sunday. Fun he day. was like, "Hillary's gonna wet up the floor with Bernie." <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the floor, and then Trump still got a chance. But this is happening more and more often. Right. Yeah. You know, people are starting to notice. Right. And I wouldn't even necessarily, like, put it in, like, categorize it as any particularly problematic thing. Sure. More in the suspense. He likes to have fun. But it's the way that he is ruling the city. It is oh. it is consensus and decree by who is partying with him, who's in his inner circle. At that, mm. point time. Shit. that is such a good connection. Mm. And I think that's something to, that's, you know, because I think you could easily just be like, oh, like, we all want to blow off a little yeah. steam. But I think to understand the way he's viewing the way, like, his role as mayor and the way to govern and the way to move the city forward sure. in the name of progress, quote unquote, right? Yeah. Like, this is this is it. This the is real work happens on Sunday Sundays. <laughs> But it's during this time that things are like the, the city hall is finally opening up. Mm-hmm, he's got yeah. a brand new home. That it, the new city hall. The new yeah. city hall. He's got, he's just won, you know, almost 80% of the vote. Besides this problem with, you know, the various groups who have been occasionally yelling at him. Sure. And probably, you know, a nascent understanding of him ruling by partying. Right. He's looking pretty good going into his mid-second term. Right. Yeah. But then as 2017, 2018 is hitting, he hits one major roadblock, which is the Janine recall, (laughs) which... Um, it's not like he was necessarily like super allied with Janine other than, you know, and she was occasionally a very strong opponent to him. Sure, right. Sure. But what it poses as a potential fracture is it underlines the idea that, well, politicians in general in this city are partying too much mm. because the recall was stemmed by way of a DUI incident, mm, alleged right. DUI incident. Alleged right. DUI alleged, incident. Alleged, alleged to with the area alleged. We yeah. all, <laughs> right. Um, and it involved a former staffer of his. 
And it's starting to bring more attention to the, like, why are these politicians always seemingly partying Mm -hmm. it up? Why is, you know, Pride an event where, you know, we see elected politicians, you know, puking into trash cans and everything like that? Maybe this is something that's bringing more attention to it. And the person behind the recall is Bob Foster and the hotels. Mm-hmm. I didn't so, know that. Oh, yes. Oh. Funded, giving all the money. Giving oh. all the money. To... They weren't necessarily the ones going door to door and doing all that well, kind of organizing. No, sure, but sure. who was going door to door? Let's bring it back into present times. It was Mr. Ian Patton. Yeah. Who? Oh. God. Uh, uh, Ian, every... Pat- Ian Patton is currently running. He's uh, in the runoff for the 5th District. Mm. Again, very close uh, Garcia ally, Megan Kerr. Mm-hmm. Now, this is before oh the districts gosh. had been realigned, but this is the first time that Ian Patton's coming onto the scene. And he is like as aggressive as I ever want would have wanted to be in terms of like being a loudmouth asshole, frankly. <laughs> Ian, if you're listening, you never. Well, exactly. The goal, <laughs> the dream. Pat- Patton is crossing lines for Long Beach politics that have never been crossed before. Mm. He and while Janine's getting a domestic violence restraining order, Ian show files a opposition in court. By the way, he's not a party to any of this. Oh. So he files an opposition in court on behalf of the recall campaign saying that this is invalid. I remember that. It was Whoa. gross. I called him a scumbag on the on the withholding my kid on yeah. the steps of the uh Long Beach courthouse. Good for you. He, wait, hold on, hold on. So he <laughs> Sorry, I need to like I feel like we're just talk a lot and have a chance to react cuz this is all news to me, but like so he um She's filing a restraining order because of domestic violence that she's experiencing. Yes. Janine, yeah. Janine is experiencing it. And he decides- As a political as opponent. As a political opponent to go to- Ian Patton. Ian, Ian Patton to go to court and be like, what exactly? Be he like, says, everything in here is BS. Whoa. He's not a witness. He's not a party. He has no personal knowledge as to the, to the veracity of anything that's being alleged, alleged in any of those documents. He's that's, just a guy. That's deeply fucked up. Oh yes, I think yeah. we need to. Yeah, I need. I need. Sorry, I need a minute to just like that's that's fucked up. And he is now running for. And you know, a couple of years later, he's running for office. Oh, cool. That's so. Cool. I don't know if that's ever been brought up, but somebody should. That's yeah. fucked up. And he's also <laughs> taking broadsides online yeah. against Garcia because yeah. now Janine's getting a suit. Even though, if anybody who actually knows knows that they're. And I, and yeah, and I just want to, you know, ping, bring it back to this point, right? Ian Patton is part of this whole crew with, um, like, uh, Robert Fox yes. and all these folks who yeah. were leading. Remember we talked earlier about the land use element? Yeah. All these folks that Bob Foster and all the conservative establishment were, like, losing control of. Right, right, right. We are now seeing this splinter, like, yeah. Like all these forces are splintering. They're, and getting, getting, They're finding each other. They're coalescing. Because the, the recall mm-hmm. campaign falls apart, by the way. It, yeah, yeah. Patton is, mismanages the hell out of it. Sure. And the door-to-door <laughs> campaign doesn't do well. But what it is, is it's people who are finding a voice and finding their angle against, for the first time, saying, mm-hmm. oh, there is a city hall establishment, and we yeah. are against it. Yeah. Even though ideologically, you can't really tell the difference between right. them, and they're giving them everything we want. Yeah. Stylistically... There's something about this kind of like freewheeling party government that we just don't like even because they're in bed with capitalists who are bigger and better than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like different. It's just different. We're choosing our evil, right? So what is the recall? How does that impact beyond like hampering the Sunday fun days for Robert? Where does that put, where does that put him? Well, it's it, it takes it makes Foster an independent actor again, whereas Foster mm. had been at this point, Robert had grown out of needing Foster and his support. Now Foster is a potential liability to things that he might Whoa. he might want. Because remember, at this point, Janine he has completely under his control. Yeah. Janine, in order to stay in office, was like falling in line with Robert. Mm. Yeah. But now there's a risk of him be, of her getting kicked out, and who knows who's going to come in place? Maybe it could be Robert Fox. So 
he took a very vested interest in making sure that whatever was going to happen with Janine was going to be handled quietly and internally within the council. And it was. Mm-hmm. He got his way, but it expended an, a bunch of unnecessary political capital yeah, really? for him. Really? Even though he wasn't in any way directly involved. Right. It's so, a distraction. I'll put it that way. Okay. Right. right. Unnecessary distraction. This is what – it's funny to like – With I think about 2017 and I think about all the problems that the city was going through and all the things that we wanted to push as like progressives and leftists. Meanwhile, this is what's like – Okay, this is my day. This is how I'm going to spend my time. It's <laughs> all this internal shit that like doesn't really affect the public, but will affect my career in the long run. Well, yeah. and and it distracts from what he really wants to do at this point, which mm. is he's actually he's again his. Well, he may he definitely did not want a sanctuary city at all. No, right. any of the things that he's starting to get national attention because Long Beach is ending up on the list of places that Trump specifically doesn't like. Yeah, and saying like you know maybe he did. You know, this is a the example, you know, kind of in the way that San Francisco gets used right. as a byline for crazy yeah. liberal politics. Long Beach is now starting to get thrown around in this. Yeah. And he's actually starting to get attention as, oh, yeah, and they're gay mayor. Yeah. Because we have conservatives coming in from Orange County doing, like, aggressive moves against yeah. our, our residents. He marched I, – I mean, a lot of – at least from the outside of observation, a lot of what Trump did for Long Beach specifically and Robert Garcia was give him a thing that he could like stand up against. Exactly. The climate protests happened. I remember him marching in the climate protests. Like side note, look at our episode about climate change to like look at how his actual policies were or whatever. But like, does just that sort of like, oh, this gives me an opportunity for a bunch of photo ops that will continue to play into my ident- identity politics card that I've been using as, you know, since he, I was city council. He gets on MSNBC for the first time and starts making comments about his background, mm. saying that, you know, the, the, and being very vague, but in a advantageous way for him saying, like, essentially, Trump doesn't represent Long Beach. He's running against Long Beach values. And he's saying, mm. and now he gets to put himself on Twitter saying, I'm the person standing up against you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So he, he's and benefiting. From a lot of the same kind of political action, which which is at a local level opposed to him. At yeah. a national level, he's turning that around and using that plus his his biography as a means to be able to attract out of state a lot of the time, or maybe out of at least Long Beach right. attention. So, what about like we talked earlier about going through the list of all the people that like who have I you know who is upset at me today, who's yelling at me today? Yeah. What about the weed people? Where are they at? Weed people are actively in line with him at this point. Yeah. They are. We have. They have given up any opposition that they might have had to him being somebody who voted against him consistently. Mm. And now there is a very, very symbiotic relationship between him and the now, you know, relatively formidable marijuana industry. Yeah. yeah. Now that now the money's involved, <laughs> money. the, the tightest change in We're the state. In the you money. know, yeah, it's exactly. a devoted revenue stream for the city and for the and. You know, anything, and they have an open door. If they wanted to talk to him, they don't yeah. have to go through staff. Yeah. <laughs> they have direct line. They're invited to Sunday Funday. Yeah. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> cool. We, we did it, Joe. We, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take so, a, yeah. Take a drink at home if you're playing the long beach, yeah. excuse me, drinking game. <laughs> James just said, We did it, Joe. I know. <laughs> did it, Joe, and we're in the money. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is short lived, though, because 2020 comes. I mean, to be fair, none of us thought we were going to be in a global pandemic, but. But it is a miserable time for him. Um, <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, it's not just the fact, not just things that are within his yeah. control. His mom and stepdad contract COVID because of her, her work as a home health aide. Right. And it, they die like early on in the pandemic. Yeah. And those are people that, you know, were incredibly instrumental to him, to him as a person. You know, mm-hmm. his mom raised him as a single mom for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. He, he's always been very close. That's got to be tough. 
So, and it was, it was visibly, it visibly aged him in a way that, you know, I don't think any previous, anything previously did. And it took a lot of the like energy and spark that he had as an individual that was pretty apparent, you know, Mm. when, when he's putting on that political face, because at his heart, he is, you know, a student government nerd. Yeah. 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 A shiny little rubber dude that goes out. Yeah. 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 But he stopped being at that point, the young Obama era politician coming on there. And it, it served as a good reason for him to more or less check out of the city entirely. Yeah. Um, this is early on. His apartment is more or less cleared out. Wow. Yeah. And he's thinking um, if Biden wins, because he had gone early for um, for Kamala. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kamala loses. He's a huge Kamala. He was a very, yeah, he was well, big. They, they have been close. And that's, that's actually worth discussing and it's a little bit too. When Kamala was running for Senate, Robert was one of the first politicians to endorse her. Mm. And so mm. she's coming around in Long Beach early on yeah. and doing public appearances with him a lot. Wow. They've, they've had a close relationship for a long time. So right. When she ran for president and is assumed that she's going to be one of the front runners, mm. he's way on board wow i think he even did he go to iowa i don't remember I don't if he did or not no he went to iowa for biden yeah there's a miser- there's a picture yeah. of him looking cold and miserable yeah <laughs> sunday fun is that iowa yeah. got a lackluster aren't you the one yeah. who made the meme of like there's the grim reaper knocking on the doors <laughs> and all the candidates that he endorsed that just like <laughs> 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 it was you <laughs> but oh, not in the show notes god a classic yeah before you lock your Twitter, right? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, good luck. If you're trying to follow stuff on Twitter now after this, good it's luck a club. That. It's, yeah. it's an exclu- we got right. our own little You might Sunday not be invited day. to Twitter yeah. fun day. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is... fun day. <laughs> mostly pictures of him running, so. <laughs> Wait, was there something else you wanted to say about Kamala? No, I mean, other than the fact that when she lost, it was a big, he took a massive L. But yeah, yeah. because she more or less was bought out by the Biden campaign, yeah, and they were in desperate need for minority representation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they had him. Wait, so what, are you, what about Joe God. Biden? Doesn't make him spry and exciting for minority voters. Well, remember when they dragged him? They had him. <laughs> he might say something off color. Or yeah, on color, you know, yeah, or no. has, or maybe has said things that are off color for the last 40, 50 years. <laughs> Do you remember them meeting on the half finished bridge? Oh, yes, I do remember that. It was odd. I do remember that because I made it. That was when the detention center was going on. So I made a meme out of it. Oh, my God. Well, and you had Biden coming up, walking up this like in, you know, in the industrial, most industrial part of Long Beach. So you're seeing like Blade Runner, like fire things coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Climate for the city. (laughs) (laughs) There's no one but staff around them in Secret Service. So it looks like they're just like meeting each other. Very anime style kind of meeting on this bridge for no reason. Yeah. It was an odd oh my setup. So, I mean, I think we're going back to like, you know, the start of this pandemic. Like, I think it is a truth universally acknowledged. We yeah. all changed in some way, shape, sure. or form yeah. because of the pandemic. There's right? a lot and to go through. And he went that, through legitimate things. Right. So. And I think that is like such a heartbreaking story to lose your parents in that way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you, you said he did change, but it didn't change in the term of like, Here's like real shit that we're now having to deal with. Let's face it head on. Well, he's checked out. Yeah. At this point, he's thinking Biden's going to win. He's clearing out. His, if he, if you looked at his post at the time, his apartment was empty. Yeah. Because he's thinking, I am moving to DC. <laughs> I am going <laughs> to. Sorry, that was, that was just hilarious to me. I, I mean, look, he's. Laugh. Listen. <laughs> 
I can't clown on the dude because the dude just he's he won, yeah. right? Like he's getting what he wants. He, he was he, like Eric Garcetti and I are gonna go to Washington. <laughs> and, uh, I, I might even be a senator. Because this he, is twenty. He, yeah, that's yeah, true. There were a couple yeah. times when people were floating that he might be the senator. He got yeah. mentioned the in the New York Times. He got mentioned in a New York Times article as a yes. potential person. For yeah. yeah, I think Brian Williams asked him directly, "Are you gonna be? Or is there a chance you, you might be uh, uh, yeah. uh, replacing Kamala yeah. if, they, if they win?" And, and he was yeah. like, "I'll never tell." Oh, exactly. <laughs> Look at those interviews. One day, he, yeah. he played it perfectly. He's yeah. been pl- he. That, this is one area where he was completely Should ready. He's somebody who loves box. to be courted like that. Yeah, yeah. So COVID happens. He's checking out, but then. That summer happens, and the George Floyd death happens. Well, and let's know. go and let's look at the specifics of what happened because it involves Long Beach's Robert Luna as well. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. L.A. kicks off on uh, it, it was a Saturday. I'm almost certain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. and it kicks off big. I mean, it is the the. And I can't emphasize this enough. If you're ever pra- uh, looking for civil disro- disobedience in, law- in the L.A. County area, LAPD, L.A. County, all the unified kind of law enforcement agencies have been very consistent in saying that they are very good at stopping one mass protest. Mm-hmm. If it happens in the city center, they have pre- they they practice for yeah. this. They corral people. This is what they do. They right. kettle, or kettle them, all yeah. that sort of stuff. They have plenty mm-hmm. of – but the nightmare that happened for L.A., is that things smaller protests started happening organically all over different parts of the city. Yeah. And what that does is it stretches the resources for the law enforcement agencies. They're not able to do their mutual aid as much. They're not able to contain. Mm-hmm. And it was already looking like it was going to be a big mess in L.A. from their standpoint. Mm-hmm. Saturday. Sunday, that's when all the organizers in Long Beach were like, this is when we're going to do our thing. Yeah. So they had 24 hours of planning in which to do, yeah. in which to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. Robert Luna... Um, Decide who's, who's her, the police, police chief, chief at the, at the time, time, Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, decides, well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take the HESCO barriers and the cement uh, blocks that are used for the Grand Prix, <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that no, what happened in Minneapolis doesn't happen here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that the downtown police station, despite being already bomb-proof <laughs> and Literally. hardened, has a secure perimeter all I around the city. remember that. All they around. put it all they the way so around. Yeah. Completely impregnable. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is it made leaving that little secure perimeter when you combine that with tens of thousands of people already in downtown, it made it so that literally none of the cops can get out. Yeah. <laughs> they, had, they had deployed a ton of them up in uh, the Long Beach City campus up in, nor- in Northeast Long Beach. Mm. But that's still a 20, 30-minute commute all the way down to Long Beach. So when yeah. stuff started kicking off in downtown, all of a sudden they're finding the sa- that they had the exact same problems that LA experienced 24 hours uh, before – only more self-inflicted because the big mass of people that is that is now moving, and you see this on the helicopter, just yeah. takes a, goes down Ocean instead of attacking the police station because what can you do? Right. And they take a turn down Pine, and then they just go to the completely empty, hasn't been touched stores and on the Pine area yeah. since the beginning of the pandemic, and they yeah. go to town. Yeah, yeah. So. People are asking at the time, hey, maybe our mayor should have taken it. Where is he? He lives downtown. Where the fuck maybe, is he? Yeah. Maybe he should do the thing that a lot of other mayors were doing at the time and come out in a, you know, without give a tie a, and yeah. say, hey, guys. G- I give a mealy mask. Yeah, yeah. Mealy mouth fucking thing. He is MIA. Yep. Nobody knows where the fuck he is. It's Sunday fun day. It's, uh, I know. <laughs> I knew. I knew where he was. I knew. <laughs> they were all on Zoom doing, drinking mimosas, right? Yeah. And instead, they had, again, they had... 48 hours warning of when this was going to happen, 24 hours warning that there was at least a potential for what they would see as civil disobedience, civil rioting, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. And what they did is they waited until an hour after the pro- uh, protest had started 
when everybody's already downtown, when they'd already requisitioned buses for the deploying of police officers, right? It, they issue a stay-at-home order yeah. and a quarantine. We're all yeah. marching down there. All of our cell phones go off and yeah. we're like, mm-hmm. go home. I mean, or mm-hmm. not go home. You are now, if you're outside, you are subject to arrest right now. Yeah. Or like, so everybody ignores that. Everybody's right. already even more pissed off at it. Right. right. And again, Robert's nowhere to be found. Yeah. He doesn't come out until I believe that Monday. And there's a video of him looking. God, I wish I could fucking find it. That I was, was oh, I know. Daily Diddy took, did it. a video back in the day. Where, where he comes out outside of City Hall, right? And yeah. And does the whole. And everybody's fucking shout. Like, and every, he is. Yeah. He knew, you have never seen a look of I mean, panic more on that guy's I face. have never <laughs> seen him sweat like that. That's yep. the first time I've ever seen him sweat he like sweat that. through his shirt. He has a new streak of gray in his hair I that popped out. I need yeah. that video. If you have that video, message us. Honestly, the video of him, like, during the George Floyd give you bumpers. He does the little speech there. He doesn't fire Luna despite all of the problems that were completely logistically right. yeah. his fault. Right. But he did capitalize the B in black when he, um, the city council, right? Eventually. Even- oh, Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what he does, the one thing he does is he says, Rex, this is now your problem. Please fix it for me. Yeah. And for the first time in his career, he decides to delegate a fair amount of his discretionary and public image to Mr. Rex Richardson, yeah. who takes the lead in saying, like, we're going to move past this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we, of course, the organizers are like, all right, well, you need to fire Robert Luna because he, he's terrible and he mismanagements. And he yeah. goes, right. No. No. So, yeah. yeah. All the yeah. things you wanted... No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, instead we're going to have a bunch of meetings that are going to use very, you know, dry MBA terms about coming back together and mm-hmm. unity and everything like that. And hopefully everybody will forget about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. And now uh, so many things have changed since 2022. One, so after, I mean, out of that too, I mean, that that the way Robert showed up through all that spawned this whole like recall attempt, which didn't go anywhere. No. Like, that was fraught with its whole other yeah. challenges. But yeah. I think it really... Grew, you oh, know, it went you somewhere. It, it went to the nude beach. It went. I remember that. If oh, you know, if you know, you know. has to be. That's if the next. You season. know, you know. That's that's oh, I thought you were going to say that's going to be our. <laughs> Our, uh, <laughs> the picture for the episode? No. Robert wasn't on the nude beach. No, no, no. What's his face was Franklin. Franklin, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> another story, another time. Um, anyway. No, but I was going to say that I think it also, you mentioned earlier, right? Like this moment raised like the, the so more so many more leftists were actively engaged. Yeah. And people, I think just the consciousness overall was raised. Yeah. And so many people now looking and realizing like, what is Robert doing, right? Yeah. I mean, the level of like the popularity of Robert, you know, I don't know that it, well, I would say it dramatically dropped, but it took a hit. What it did was he looked at it. I mean, if, I mean again, I haven't, I'm not talking with the man at this point, so right. I can't talk right. about it. I oh, what? Talk. I'm shocked. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> unfo- this is around the time when he unfollowed me on Twitter, I think, for using uh, Ooh, very uh, – Unfollowed you? Well, oh. so we, he followed me, and I when he closed down the COVID clinics, uh-huh. uh, wow. same thing Garcetti did. But he yeah. during the, the uprising, oh, the Garcia yeah. goes – well, guess we can't keep these COVID, COVID testing clinics. And I you, lost it. Yeah, I said something very uh, unkind to him. And I think that was the last <laughs> of him following me on Twitter oh after God. almost a decade. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Find but, the tweet. Find <laughs> the tweet. <laughs> Probably a thread, right? <laughs> but at this point, he's not only mentally checked out thinking that he's moving to D.C. Yeah. Regardless of whether that that's down the line, he's going to find out that doesn't happen. But right. what he's definitely done during this time, because the protesters all show up on mass, right? Is he's abandoned his downtown yeah. kind of identity? And remember, this, mm. he's held this downtown. This, this is true. Right? He's been a downtown guy since he first ran for office in right. twenty ten. Right. Yeah. So now he's just like, you know what? I can't deal with this. A decade yeah. later. He is moved to the third district. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's it with him trying to pretend like he's going to be a downtown guy. Anymore. I remember right. him moving. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. 
And so now, I mean, here's his late final term, right? So, like, we're already in the pandemic. He's fully abandoned. Mm-hmm. I mean, there and there were rumors, like, for so long that he was going to go into higher office, Congress yeah. or something. That was the vibe of a lot of—I mean, it's always seemed like a, a stepping stool to him. Yeah. You know? and it's, well, it's, his it's Wi-Fi true. password for the campaign back in 20, 2014 was CA47. The uh, no, shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, shut the like you he, dropped his this now. <laughs> that should have been an hour his ago. Seat in the future, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, wow. but Lowenthal's there, and Lowenthal right. by the time the 2020 is around has already been he's four terms elected, he's mm-hmm. got staff, he's got uh, leadership in Congress, he's finally going to be in the majority. Like, yeah, there mm. is no reason for him there, but he's getting he's getting up there in age, yeah, and. It's not until 2020, was it 2022 when he finally announces it? Or was it 2021 when he's like, I'm not going to. I think it was 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So he decides he's not going to run. And that causes. Although I had heard, I had heard from a lot of people that Alan was running a full campaign, got his people together and a meeting happened with Robert and Alan Lowenthal. And and now there was an announcement. Was it a park pantry? I don't know if it was a park pantry. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I do not know the contents yeah, of that yeah, yeah. conversation. But who slept with Alan to know what that? What I do knows. know is that Alan Lowenthal <laughs> announced he was not running again. And yeah, Robert Garcia announced, and it caused that same level of like you know kinetic movement that had not been seen in Long Beach politics since 2014 in terms of mm-hmm. a, yeah. you know the the, the the baton quote unquote being passed. The baton passed, but again, things have changed drastically since this time. Yeah, you don't have. The, the Democratic clubs are not nearly as powerful as they used to be. They don't no. have nearly the recruiting that they used to be. They don't have nearly the buy-in from young people that they used to. Yeah. Yeah. If I met uh, – if I if if there was a 20-year-old who was like, I want to go to the Democratic club, I'd be like, who the fuck are – how – are you a PSYOP? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like on site, I'm like, distrustful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting to think about like, you know – with him checking out for so long, now moving his priorities to Congress, what does that what does that leave the rest of Long Beach? Right. Mm. I mean, now we're out to dry. You know, yeah. at least as of recording right now, we're recording in October 2022. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're oh, in yeah. the thick of go downtown. I mean, there is no better representative of the abandonment of downtown than Robert specifically leaving, but also just look at Pine right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when we talk so much about like his whole vision with his entertainment beach city, this whole yeah. kind of like Mecca in this yeah. way. And, and it's we're dead. Just, it's dead. Yeah. It's empty. Empty storefronts, empty bars. Empty condos. Empty condos. Yeah. yeah. And a rising problem in housing, a rising problem in... The now we're creating affordable housing with, yeah. like, at the Ocean the Air with these ocean air and shady shit. deals. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he's getting out of Dodge just in time. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What a... Yeah. Wow. Although, if you're listening, you're probably li- uh, listening from one of the many uh, bunkers Susie Price has built this up now. <laughs> You're listening in the future. Well, can our I, overlord Susie Price. Is, can, can I talk about that that decision not to endorse? Because I not to endorse what? Not, not to endorse Susie. not to endorse Susie or Ooh. not or to not to endorse a candidate for mayor. You can to, talk about it. It might get cut. Yeah, you can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be the judge of that later. <laughs> I really thought I really thought that he was going to stay out of the race entirely. There was no reason for him to get involved. Mm-hmm. And I, what I think happened is that he oh, because he recently endorsed Rex. He endorsed Rex after the primary. Yeah. He stayed out of the initial primary. Ooh. And when Rex came out on top, yeah, he came out. He soon he he fell in line and yeah. came out publicly in favor of him. In while doing that, while uh, do it, cutting a commercial at the Colorado Lagoon, which is where Susie lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's sorry. a boss move. Little flute came out of. Him. I mean, I took that as like Robert 
does safe endorsements. Like, yeah. it's clear that Rex is going to win. Yeah. So that's why he endorsed Based now. off of our, you know, how campaigns run and, and right. sort of, even just, like, political, like, sort of, like, you know, Sanctuary right. City waits well, until the wind blows a certain way. Yeah, but he, even going back to what you mentioned with, like, Janine and Eric, right? He was like, yeah, I'm not going to, I mean, he stayed out completely, but he right. was like, I'm not, I'm not going to endorse Eric. He's not yeah. going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, when Janine did leave office, he put in a very close political ally, um, in a very contentious race, who yeah. beat, beat Robert Fox, right, Cindy Allen, Cindy Allen. So he he's created a more. If he's looking at the national stage, he can say that he played a big part in creating a more diverse representation of uh, Long Beach. Yeah, on the city council. Yeah, he can claim that you know he got marijuana legalized, even though his own work in that is very limited. Right, you know, came in came in on the last second, and you know, got to spike the football. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think, and you know, even early on, like when he was uh, his first like year in office, he was really big about like I'm appointing all these commissioners, and like over half of them are women, right? I mean, he's very big on identity politics. Yes, yeah. you know, as we see many right. The minimum wage was raised was raised under his leadership, even though it was done by the state, and basically they just <laughs> get to right. Yeah, it. yeah, get to right. take the credit um, for that. Yeah, he's built. You know, all those affordable housing was built by incredibly shitty ways, but it was actually built. The, right. You know, he's to have those cranes in the sky, like he talked about, mm-hmm. you know, they they have accomplished in terms of finishing a building, right. you know, the yeah. buildings. Right. But then I also think, and I mean, I think this is kind of like the takeaway is hearing all of this, right, around this this whole effort around the, the social costs of prioritizing not just the free market economics, but also just all of this, like, look at these big flashy things is that I think yeah. when it came, when things started to boil over, yeah. it, he couldn't handle And I think it just, and it was beyond him at that point, right? And to the Mm. point where, what did you expect to happen when you prioritize all of these opportunities for people to come and make money and grow our tax base completely devoid of what happens to the actual people who are living here or the people who are most directly impacted? Who did the police protect when when it actually started? Actually, that's another funny story. (laughs) <laughs> Who did, when the when the yeah. things were kicking off during the Floyd uprising, yeah. yeah, you had police in brand new, like you could see the creases in the picture, um, yeah, uh, body armor, shooting off uh, grenade launchers that were straight out of the box that they had no training on that they were supposed to aim at the ground so that they would lose some of their speed. Uh, Instead, yeah. they were pointing them up in the air. Yeah, well, they're shooting. That remember that photo? Picture. Yeah, the photo. Yeah. Like pointed at a kid. They yeah. pointed at the kid. They also shot a journalist and a medic. Yeah, in the, yeah, I in, remember yeah. that. I remember oh, yeah. when the, I want to remember when the kid was posted. Two things. Two things. One, Chief Luna was like, "Well, these people shouldn't bring kids to protest." And oh like, yeah, arrest him well, because so, he's endangering the yeah, kid. Yeah, it's like, well, so you admit your plan was to be. <laughs> So you admit your plan. And the second thing is everybody going like, oh, it's not pointed directly at the kid. I'm like, how the fuck is that better? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just tear gassing an area where the kid will be. But they were, def- and when they finally got out of that little perimeter area, they're defending the commercial district, the downtown area, all mm. those bars. What they ended up doing was leaving Cambodia town completely defenseless. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so those small mom and pop stores out there just got kind of yeah. not yeah. raided. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was a very, like you said, it was a very good demonstration of the effects of long-term policies that he had been right. going forward. Right. The chicken's coming home to roost. I mean. Well, it must be nice to be able to go off to Washington now and <laughs> not have to worry about any yeah, of Yeah, I know. Right? At the end of the day, as much right? as I'm like, uh, look at look at supporting his campaign too. I think he was one of the Congress people or one of the co- congressional candidates that APAC came out really. Oh yeah, in favor oh of. yeah, APAC mm-hmm. came out big for him. Oh, it's APAC. 
APAC is the American Israeli Political Action Committee. I believe that's the acronym. Yeah, it's basically yeah. the state of Israel's political uh, ew. arm here in the U.S. Ew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I may publicly go, ew. 100%. Yucky. 100%. Yeah, pro-Palestine over here. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, wow. What are your, what do you, <laughs> I guess, is there anything else that you take away yeah. from all of that? What do you no. say is you turn off the lights to Long Beach and walk away from the series finale of <laughs> Robert Garcia's Robert career? Garcia. He will Here. probably, he has the potential to end up as a. The president? No, because. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> only because quick, no. the face day stuff in Only be, No, no, no. Yeah. Only because of our racist constitution. That's um, the only thing keeping him. Yeah, from he wasn't born here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he has potential to first statewide office. He probably, I would guess that he probably would not want to be governor because he'd have real executive responsibility. Uh, yeah. Um, no which Sunday Fundays for governors. Yeah. And he would, yeah, exactly. And Sunday Fundays in Sacramento are even worse than the prospect of Sunday Fundays in DC. God. So I. Yeah. But he could end up being a senator. I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that could stop him really is, again, complete inability for him to um, actually work on legislation that would be able to benefit people on the whole. Wow. Jeez. Well, that's a good way to end this. Well, cool, cool. <laughs> Stefan, I'm so glad you came back to like oh give God. us all this lowdown. Yeah. I I'm, thank you for your years of I service and sacrifice it. to the leftist movement by working in Robert Garcia's <laughs> administration. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Was it all worth it? Yeah. What's funny is I've talked to— gray hairs did you get from? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get many gray hair. I lost my hair. Oh, okay. Um, hey, you know, it, same boat. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's— what, I think I talked about this before then, but I've had more opportunities to speak with former staff members on the whole who have worked in a variety of different offices. Yeah. And, and what it is, if for anybody who would be interested in doing that, just don't. like. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested yeah. in city government, no thanks. Yeah. It, for, you know, it's a close little weird community that, and I've enjoyed the people, the individual people who I worked with at that time. Yeah. But when you're serving the interest of one particular elected official, that's who your that's who your boss is, and you're essentially yeah. going to be yeah. dictated by their whims. I love that. That's a cute message. Go out and be in the community. Go organize with yeah. people. Join a mutual aid group. There's yeah. a lot of things going on. Because this in the shit city. working for a, uh, somebody who's trying to get elected, ain't they will it. come and go. Case ain't in point, it. they will come and go, but the yeah. people will still be here. The and no matter will how much, and no matter how much you kiss their ass, they won't help you out if you're running <laughs> in, the, in the first district. Or <laughs> yeah. Oh well, thanks for so much for joining us. Oh, my, my pleasure. God. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us at LB Cheesement on Instagram and Long Beach Cheesement on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, or follow-ups yourself, you can message us at those socials or at lbcheesement at gmail.com. Long Beach Cheesement is brought to you in collaboration with Forth.org, a home for Long Beach grassroots art and media. If you're interested in supporting watchdog journalism mass, you can donate to Forth via Patreon at patreon.com slash F-O-R-T-H-E-L-B-C. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Tired I've been bro. Daniel Spear. And I'm James Swazo. Stay queer and stay radical. Bye. So long. I'm so hey, tired. Bye, to, bye Garcia. My yeah, see you later, Mr. Garcia. Enjoy bye. DC. Bye. <laughs> Enjoy DC Sunday fun days. Oh, my oh God. God.